You're listening to Central Illinois Business. Good morning to you. Hi, Alex or Jerry here. So glad you're with us this morning. We have got a wonderful show lined up, and we're starting right out with Karen Walters. Uh, she has a company we're going to be talking about called Lumen MD, which her family is invested in. And uh, uh, Karen has a long history of entrepreneurship and uh, has done quite a bit with different companies over the the years and been very successful. So I'm really excited to learn more about what she's doing today. Welcome to the show, Karen. Well, thank you, Alex. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Well, me too. I, I can't just tell you what a delight it is to have a few minutes to chat with you. It's been a couple of years since we uh, last saw each other, but I uh, always have a, a real special place in, in my heart uh, for you because you've just been such a wonderful example uh, to me and to the whole community, really, with all the things that you've done in the past. And I don't want to take any time away from the the conversation we're going to have today about Lumen MD because there's a lot we've got to cover. But boy, oh boy, we could do a half hour show just on your legacy and your history and all the things, all the things you did with Ignite and all of that. Well, thank you, Alex, and, and I have a mutual feeling for you. What you've done for our region uh, is pretty important to me. And um, I, I just want to say that what I'm going to talk about today is something called peripheral neuropathy. What is that? Well, it's <laughs> a good question. Uh, many of your listeners may be saying the same thing. What is peripheral neuropathy? But there are about 30 million Americans with this disease and nearly 100 different types. And uh, if they don't have it, I guarantee you if they ask around, there's someone around them that's got it. And they are suffering. And we think that we have a wonderful uh, opportunity of hope and help for them. So if you have peripheral neuropathy or you know of someone that might, you can help them by changing their life. And what peripheral neuropathy is, is that it's a disease that affects the hands and feet, but it can't affect any part of the body. And the peripheral nerves of the body become damaged. And when you know you've got it, you feel pain in your feet and your hands, numbness. You may not have pain, it may be total numbness, burning or freezing or tingling. And there's no cure, and the disease is progressive. But what happens with the people that have got this, it deteriorates their lifestyle because they can't walk. It's too painful. Or if they have numbness, they can't feel their feet. They can't drive a car. They're afraid they'll fall because they got bad balance. They can't sleep because of the pain. Even, even sometimes concentrating because the pain of the pain can become overwhelming. And in, in severe cases, uh, you may even see amputation, and we've seen that. So well, pretty, that pretty happened awful to my disease. That happened to my grandfather, actually. He had, yeah. uh, he had diabetes. Well, this was like 50 years ago, and they I don't know how they treated it then, but, I mean, he ended up having his leg removed from the knee down. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a dreadful disease. Yeah. So what causes it? Well, just like what you mentioned, diabetes is a big cause, chemotherapy, and then something the docs might say is idiopathic. It means they don't have a clue why you've got it. But those are the highest percentages. 
But it, there's many other, there, like I said before, there's a hundred different causes, but it could be surgery, HIV, alcoholism, even drugs that you take like statins, uh, even orthopedic and spinal problems. All those things can cause it. Well, I was curious, you know, how did you get involved? Because the last time I talked with you, you had just <laughs> sold your company for millions of dollars and, you know, you had went off to Portugal and built a place there and... And uh, I thought, that's it. You know, she's gone. You know, she's just going to take it easy. The American dream fulfilled, you know. And then the next thing I know, you're involved with another company. <laughs> well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I'm a registered nurse. Oh. And, yeah, that's something that never leaves your heart. And uh, you you find yourself always wanting to help people. And because... Uh, I'm a problem solver. I like to find innovation and ways to solve problems. And uh, if you look at my life, kind of like what you described, it kinda, it's kind of like a, an EKG strip with, a, with the, the, the valleys and the peaks because it seems like my whole life I have been having to learn new things. And I always said when, when I reach the age I am, I'm going to know it all. It hasn't happened yet. So that EKG strip, the ups and downs keep going. But um, I, I worked for 10 years as a nurse. But I did not uh, I, know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a nurse by heart. And, and I followed my husband's career overseas for nearly 20 years in Spain and Asia. And I loved learning about all the cooking. But uh, while I was in Asia, I, I discovered uh, that you could manufacture there. Mm-hmm. And I began giving cooking lessons and discovered there were housework products that were either missing in, in the market or those that didn't work well. And from there, I got into Asian manufacturing, and that led to working with a company called The Pampered Chef. Yes, so, I know the story about that was amazing. You just kind of started on the ground floor with them. Yeah, really. I mean, that EKG strip, when I'm at the bottom of those of those peaks, I mean, I know nothing, and I have to fight my way back up to, to learn. But I, I always loved to learn, and I was always curious, so that might be part of the reason. But when I, when I realized that the Pampered Chef were tightly focused on high quality, I had to learn things like detail, mm-hmm. quality materials, and how to manufacture a quality product. And at that time, Asia was certainly not known for quality manufacturing right. because in the U.S. we'd buy cheap products and if it didn't work, we'd just throw it away. Right. But I had no idea how important this ability was going to be for me into my future. And to be able to produce a high-quality product, how to produce it at an affordable price. Not easy. Mm-hmm. So I think, Alex, you probably knew me when one of the companies I had founded and just sold was a company called Contigo. Yes, uh, the coffee mug thing? Y- yep, that's right. And, and it was, it's a travel mug that doesn't spill and doesn't leak. But what, what this company did was prove to myself that I can recognize and see a problem in a product and make, find a great solution to people who may be so used to having coffee mugs that spill and leak that they don't even realize they have a problem, but they hated the way it performed. Right, right. A little bit like, uh, uh, you know, when uh, uh, Steve Jobs, you know, invented, the, uh, you know, some of the products at Apple, he said, they don't even know they want this yet, but they're going <laughs> to want it. 
that that's that's right that's right but from because we eventually ended up distributing that product in 40 countries and manufacturing millions of coffee mugs each year i i had to learn something new again and that was marketing distribution and large-scale production wow but how how i got interested in this particular company to create this particular company called LuminMD, um that I, re- I realized that, uh, looking back, my gosh, all of our companies were really founded on the idea of innovation and problem solutions. And one of these companies that we invested in, but we didn't, we didn't find the, uh, the technology, but we, when we saw it, we sure recognized it. It was a company called Searscan, and it was located, it still is, in Denver, Colorado. And it's the world leader in brain analytics, and it provides information that helps doctors lead to a more accurate diagnosis for things like Alzheimer's, depression, traumatic brain injury, and that's that's about the time that we invested in this company because we saw what Seroscan was doing after they scanned these soldiers' brains. So as they were scanning the brains, returning with these soldiers returning from war, these guys had experienced an IED, and they had traumatic brain injury. And we just invested in the company at that time. And many of these soldiers also had PTSD. They couldn't, couldn't function in society. They had, oh, what do they call that? Um, the, the, uh, the, the wives said, you can't come near me. You're dangerous. You can't be around the kids. Um, they, they couldn't go out in public. They couldn't stand bright lights. It, it was just, oh, it was it just so sounds terribly terrible. sad. Yeah. Oh, it was terribly sad to see these young men like this. So, um, but after they scanned their brains, you could see there was a lack of blood supply at that injury site. But now what are you going to do about that? It's the brain. You can't soak it. Right. And it's surrounded by skull. So as part of Searscan's research to, to try to help these poor kids, they adapted existing near-infrared products, which was already on the market, but the quality was not dependable, uh, and they t- t- sort of pasted them together in the form of a headband for treatment of traumatic brain injury. And that uh, research result, I think it's going to be released in February, and the result of their program showed us that there is benefit in near-infrared as eight out of 12 patients showed significant improvement. And the next brain scans of these shoulders, soldiers uh, after they had had this near-infrared light treatment showed increased blood flow. Now, now remember that. That's a real important thing. So somehow um, this near-infrared light uh, is able to uh, penetrate... Um, the bone or whatever and flesh and somehow affect uh, capillaries or or blood vessels in a way to increase blood flow. Is that correct? That's exactly right. We're going to hire you, Alex. You catch on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid your listeners might miss you. <laughs> but, uh, but what you just described is, yes, the light bulb went off. And we said, oh, my gosh, and I'm a nurse, right? 
I said, can you imagine what this would do for peripheral neuropathy patients? So the blood flow was the culprit in the peripheral neuropathy, and we could see that increased blood flow to the soldier's brains. Wow. So we said, we are going to revolutionize the treatment for peripheral neuropathy without the use of drugs. Now, those listeners out there that have PN and are taking drugs, you know how important that statement is. And we said, okay, we're going to dedicate our company to helping people with peripheral neuropathy live better lives. Fantastic. All right. that- Hold that thought because we have to take a quick break for our uh, sponsor's sake. However, when we come back, I want to hear about how you formed LuminMD based on this technology. Hurry back. Okay. <laughs> Don't go away. We'll be right back after this. Okay. And we're back. You're listening to Central Illinois Business. Uh, I've been having a lively conversation with Karen Walters. She has a company called Lumen MD, and we have been talking about a new technology, near-infrared technology applied to uh, peripheral neuropathy, which uh, if you've been uh, with us here, uh, she was kind enough to give uh, enough background that we can understand all of this, but a Basically, it's using uh, near-infrared light to increase blood flow in neuropathy, neuropathy, I can't even say it now, (laughs) neuropathy patients, correct? That's exactly right. And for short, Alex, it makes it easier if you call peripheral neuropathy PN. PN, okay, that's good. (laughs) I'll remember that. So how did you, so you, you took this technology from a company that you were already an owner in and watching the research and you say, hey, wait a second, we could apply this over here and no one's really doing much for these people. That's exactly right. But we knew that we had to figure out how does this work? What makes it do that, and is it reliable? Right. Well, there were other products already on the market, but nothing that that we felt rose to our quality of manufacturing and quality of products. Because remember, I built my whole career on that. And in addition, we wanted those patients to be able to use it every day because our early suspicions were if they use it twice a day initially, at least for 30 days, they're going to start to see an improvement, and they and when the improvement continues, they can decide, do I now want to go down to three days a week or, or whatever? Because we have a patient in Effingham, uh, which we first introduced this product, because probably a lot of your listeners know where Effingham is. Yep. But um, he started using it, and he had had, I think he said he'd had peripheral neuropathy for two years. I'm not real sure about that. I think it was two years. And he started using it and wanted to play golf, but he could only play one time a week. And he said even when he swang the golf club, he thought he was going to fall over because he couldn't feel his feet. Mm. Now he's playing golf four times a week. He's living the life he wants. I know they just went to Las Vegas, and you know how much walking that is. Mm-hmm. So we said we have to learn about how does this work. So uh, we had a, a consultant that we hired, a Dr. Thomas Burke out of Colorado, and a Dr. Kip Van Camp from Kansas City that became sort of our mentors. And in today's world of medicine, if you aren't your own advocate, you may not get in the result that you want. 
And I think it's important that you understand your illness and its treatment. So I'd like to explain the science behind this because there's snake oil out on the market. And even when I watch TV, I look at something, especially housewares, because that's where my world originally came from. I look at that and I think, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to work. So I want to describe to your listeners how this works. So think about the fact that there's a play and there's a villain and there's the victim and then there's the heroes. So the villain is peripheral neuropathy. And what happens, it's like a tourniquet or a rubber band gets put around your arm and leg and it creates poor circulation, which then continues to damage the peripheral nerves. Mm -hmm. The victim are the cells of the nerves and the muscles. And they contain something called mitochondrial, which is the miniature power plant for your energy. Whatever your cells are designed to do, the energy to go do it, they create that energy called ATP. Densonine triphosphate, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's created in the mitochondria. I I remember that from high school, uh, uh, you know, biochemistry. Wow, I'm impressed because I don't remember much from high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most, most of us try to forget those years. <laughs> but what ATP is doing, it helps healing. And the cells are saying to the brain, I'm real unhappy because you restricted my blood flow to my nerves and muscles. So I'm going to alert my brain by sending pain signal alerts or in the case of people who have numbness, a lack of feeling alert. And the only alternative that these patients have today is taking drugs. And the drugs have their side effects, and some people say they don't even help me. Well, can I interject for just one second with a question? Because you said earlier that there was no cure. But now we're talking about reversing the effects. Is this potentially a cure? No. Okay. Not a cure. Because let's, let's look at the case of the diabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, they, continue, it, they continue to have uh, spikes, perhaps, of uh, high blood sugar. Right, right. And that is what hurts the nerves or right. destroys the peripheral nerves. Mm-hmm. So in the case of the diabetic, if they're under really good control, their A1C is well within normal limits, and they use... Uh, Lumen MD foot pads, they may find that they can live pretty symptom free. Mm-hmm. But if if their diabetes goes out of control again, we suspect that these symptoms will reoccur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and because no one, as you'll hear in a few minutes, has ever collected data using near infrared because we are going to be the gold standard, the leaders in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, that is something that we are going to be asking our patients that buy the foot pad and use it to give us their, their, what we would call their intake questionnaire data. And six weeks later, we will gather data to see how much improvement did they make. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, there has never been, as far as we're aware, anyone that has established the different stages of peripheral neuropathy. So we, we had to do that because we opened a clinic in Kansas City, Kansas, for a year just to treat patients to see, does this really work? 
and I'm a nurse, and the last thing I'd ever want to do is present something to these people who are suffering and say this might work, and it doesn't. I mean, I, I couldn't live with myself. And I, it's just not how we've ever built our companies. You know, a, a good example is to think of nitroglycerin. When, when you have chest pain and you take the pill, you know what it does? It produces nitric oxide, which you're going to hear about. And it produces it in the bloodstream. Then it creates vasodilation or increased blood flow and causes the heart pain to go away. That's exactly what the lumen foot pads do. Wow. You are producing that nitric oxide locally where you have pain. It doesn't have to circulate through the whole body, mm. which is traditionally in the feet and the hands or wherever you put the lumen pad. So we, as you can see, I mean, we really did our homework on this because we wanted to be sure that we were going to see something that would help these people. Well, you said that there was a uh, protagonist and an antagonist. Who were the heroes involved? Very interesting. The heroes, this is the science behind it and our research to find this. In 1993, Duke University researchers discovered that hemoglobin carries nitric oxide, there's that word again, like the nitroglycerin, and that near-infrared light therapy causes hemoglobin to release nitric oxide. We, I'll call that NO, nitric oxide. But not until 1998 did three American physiologists be awarded the Nobel Prize for their discovery that nitric oxide causes increased blood flow. Wow. So with increased blood flow, you now have more nutrients going to the cells, and they now can produce the ATP and promote healing. Hmm. Wow. What heroes they are. And that kind of sat there since 1998. There were a few companies that came out and produced things uh uh, pricing was You know, huge. My, my wife actually bought something off of the uh, uh, television one time that had these red lights and everything. Yes. You're supposed to strap it to yourself. And I have to tell you, it didn't do anything. I mean, that was about five years ago. And uh, I don't know. They were claiming that it would help pain. but uh, And she had some back pain or something. And so we put those on her back. I think she still has those in a box in the closet. I don't know if these people were... <laughs> We're trying to do something with this technology and just didn't miss the mark or didn't put as much into it as you have? It's, it's possible because what happened when we started looking at the design of this product, uh, it became very obvious that the quality of all the wiring, how the little computer pads all get wired together in a daisy chain, mm -hmm. all these things were important. And... It's centered on the quality of the LEDs. In the light spectrum, red rays are visible. So we can see a red tire, a red car, right? Yeah. But near-infrared light rays are not visible. So the lumen foot pads contain both red and near-infrared LEDs. So when you, when you see it plugged in, some of the LEDs are red lights, and the near-infrared LEDs look like they're not working. I see. It's but they're, they're the ones it. that actually have the operative wavelengths. It's very important. Mm. And it's out of our visual spectrum range, so we can't see it. Mm. So we have improved the optics for maximum benefit. And those LEDs you cannot see are working, in fact, and are the best on the market. And we custom specify the characteristics of those LEDs 
to maximize the radiant intensity. And in doing so, we were able to achieve greater skin penetration than any product on the market. So it's, it's like um, if you think of a flashlight, Alex, and you, you're walking outside and you want a broad, a broad swath of light. But all of a sudden you think, ooh, I see something I think behind that bush. And you intensify or you make that, that light uh, stream very tight. And now you can see much better, right? Yeah. That's exactly what happens with our LEDs. They can penetrate two to three inches into the skin and tissue. You know, I just got to say, I think, uh, you know, just a little plug here. I think LEDs were actually invented here at the U of I. Just, so, you know, just want to throw that <laughs> really? in. Really? Yeah, I believe that is correct. See, I keep saying I, I think I should know it all, and I still have to keep learning. <laughs> no, I think, you're, I think you, you know more in your little finger than I probably have in my whole brain. But, but we'll, oh, no. let, let's go on here because we've got just three minutes left, and I want you to get your whole story in. Okay, well, our product is FDA listed. Our price is wonderful, and we're seeing 75 to 80% of our patients improve. And uh, we, our factory is set up to produce FDA products, and our standards are so high that this, one of the standards we received in manufacturing is that military products uh, are, can be produced in our factory that are even mission critical. So all these, all these things became very important. And what the product looks like, it's two neoprene pads, and the LEDs peek out outside, and you simply, just like you described, you Velcro it to your feet, and you use it for 20 minutes. What, about, what about your hands? Oh, yes, absolutely. You can put it on your hands because that is a problem some people have. But there's no danger of burns. You won't even hardly feel anything, if at all. Mm-hmm. But believe me, there's a lot going on, and that's what's in the body, and that's why... It's important that you have a very high-quality product. So we, we really want to stress to people that this is, if you, we, because 75 to 80% of our patients get a good result, mm-hmm. if you aren't, how can you be sure that you have got the best that there is? And it's not expensive. We wanted our patients to at least be able to try it. It's $180 a month. If you say, it doesn't work for me, you just send it right back to us, and we pay the shipping. Well, you pay, you pay that every month forever, or do you nope, get to buy it? No, just for six months. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And then you own it. Okay. And at any time during that period of time you want to send it back to us, you can. That's a pretty darn good uh, business model. It, it, it took us a long time to produce a quality product like this with these wonderful LED uh, lights because that is by far the most expensive part of our product. But it took, we, we knew it had to be affordable and allow patients to try it. So, and if you, if you look at the copay for some of the drugs they're taking, oh, in gee. no time they've got this paid off if they can reduce their drugs. Yeah. Does it covered by insurance? No. Not yet. Not covered by insurance. Okay. okay. Had to ask that question. Well, we're down to 30 seconds. How can people get this? This sounds really <laughs> wonderful. Please, please, just give it a try. Call 833-LUMEN, L-U-M-E-N-M-D, 1-833-LUMEN-M-D. That's 833-586-3663.
Outstanding. Uh, this is wonderful. I am not surprised you're involved with uh, uh, something as uh, great as this new product and this new company. Uh, we are out of time, but um, I would love for you to come back on in six months and fill us in on how things are going, if you would consider doing that. Well, I would love to, and I'd love for some of your patients to please, if you're suffering, try this, and I would love to hear from you. And uh, the best to you, because I, I know there's a lot of silent sufferers out there. When, well, we are grateful that you shared, and uh, hopefully people will get that number, 833-LUMEN-MD, and get in touch with you. We have been talking with Karen Walters. Uh, the name of her company is LUMEN-MD. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Thanks for the invitation. Bye. Don't go away. Much more right after the break. <laughs> And we're back. You're listening to Central Illinois Business. Alex Ruggieri here. Thank you for staying with us through the break. In the second half of the hour, I have George Kruger here, along with Mary Lynn Foster. And they are the founders of Big Success. Welcome. Thank you, Alex. Alex. Great to be here. Oh, I'm so delighted to have you. Honestly, I... uh, well, first of all, I just love you as people. Yes, ditto. Uh, you know? And that feeling is mutual. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, but it's very, very sincere. And, um, but I, I love what you do uh, because um, you really seek to inspire people mm-hmm. and you seek to lift people. And you seek to help people Absolutely. do inspiring things in their life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if that's how you would define big success, <laughs> but I love all the aura around big success uh, and what you do. So uh, the other day I was just seeing, you know, different postings and things. And, you know, I've had you on the show before and and I love having you back. Uh, and it'd been a while, but I, I just saw you were getting some really great things going and some cool interviews. And I thought, come on down <laughs> tell everybody how you've been and what you're doing so well, what's big success all about for people who haven't heard about it well big success is believing implementing goal getting giving back success wow i like that yeah so it's yeah. really all about um ha- helping good people have more money to do more good that's our mission yeah. and it really boils down to just that you know we, we want to help good people, not bad people. Um, you know, and the funny thing is with that money. No, Melda Marcos as a client. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing, though, is, you know, a lot of times we'll see somebody and they get a bunch of money. And it's like, oh, money made him bad. Well, no, he was bad originally. Money gave him the opportunity to show how bad he was. Yeah, yeah. You know? I so believe that. We want to help good people. And more money is really important, you know. So uh, we money it's kind of the, the the center part of the economy, right? It's the mm-hmm. center part of all of our economies. And one of the things we've landed on is that you got to run your household finances like a business. And, you know, we hear talk of personal branding or personal finance or this or that. But, but when you step back for a second and really think about it like a business, you're not the CEO. You're the owner. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, if, and if I may just uh, pop in here real quick, uh, you know, we've been helping small businesses and entrepreneurs and professionals who think like entrepreneurs for a number of years. It, but George also teaches entrepreneurial finance at the University of Illinois. Right. For a long and time. So that's, that's where this mm-hmm. intersection where we came to this thing about, you know what, there's business. Businesses look at their at their finances strategically and they make 
moves based on those numbers that they look at. And so how can we take that to people? Because people run their businesses to their homes are their business. You know, our money gives us the time to be able to do the things that we love, um, do more of what we want to do, um, uh, be able to give more. And so that's where we that's how we got to where we are. Yeah, I was watching uh, Jeopardy, and uh, you know, we—I we, <laughs> don't know if anybody in the world know doesn't know this guy who has been just uh, going just breaking records. Yeah, yeah, and it's just crazy. And uh, uh, Alex Trebek asked, him, "Well, what are you going to do with all this money?" And the first thing he said was, "He said you're going to be giving it to your family." And he said, "Oh no, my family's pretty well off." Uh, he said, "But there are quite a few children's charities." that uh, in Las Vegas, where he's from, that I think could benefit from uh, some extra funds. I mean, just right, that was the first thing off. Yep. He didn't say, I'm going to Antigua, or, you know, I, it was, there, well, there's these children's charities. So, I mean, I think uh, people can do more if they have more, and they want to do more if they have more. And I th- a lot of people don't think they have enough right now. And, you know, we, if we really look at our numbers, if we really look at what we have, we have abundance. So how can we take what we have and and stretch it further? I think that's what everybody's trying to do these days. And also to, to realize that there's what Marilyn's alluding to is we, I like to call them hidden treasures because I always wanted to be a treasure hunter. So, you know, hidden treasures. There's hidden treasures in our budget. And if we if we look at it and what we help people do is we help them compare their finances to their neighbors. Mm-hmm. And so how am I doing versus people like me? Mm-hmm. And by doing that, we're able to help these people now pinpoint pockets of opportunity where they can save more. And what do you save more for? Well, to do more good, to do more good for yourself, to do more good for your family and your loved ones, and to do more good for the world or at least your corner of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think a a lot of people could use that kind of help. And that's the, in the comparing yourself to your neighbors. Um, So what that means is, you know, looking at, your numbers and saying, wow, you know, I'm paying a couple of hundred dollars more than uh, the, the average person in my income bracket when it comes to my cable expenses. Now, there's my, there's my pocket of opportunity. Um, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So looking at transportation costs, housing costs, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you quickly start to see wow, you know, we've got $500 a month or $600 a month. That, yeah, we that, didn't that even know we had. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, th- that, that kind of money starts adding mm-hmm. up quickly. And then, you know, do you want to start a business? Maybe we can help you find the funds to fund your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's what we're mm-hmm. all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. So how do you do all this? How do you reach people? How do you connect with them? Well, one thing is you mentioned uh, all the interviews we've gotten. So we've been reaching out to the press lately, and this is something we really haven't done at Big Success before, but we're getting quoted in the press quite a bit these days, which is cool. Um, We got invited back for Alex's show. That's a big deal in our world. So that's right. right. Um, You're always welcome here. But the key thing is just reaching out to the community we already have and then trying to find more people to join our community. Right. But, uh, but, yeah, George, I like that that idea. That's, that is the community. Basically, Absolutely. I mean, it's the like-minded people trying to help each other and, yes. you know, all boats rise with the tide. And so if you're thing. a good person, you want to have more money and you want to do more good, we're the community for where, you. Where do I sign? You belong. <laughs> 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 That's great. That's great. Well, you know, I, I just think that um, life is short and uh, you have to wonder, uh, like what I call the rocking chair test mm-hmm. at the end of things when you're sitting on your porch in your rocking chair <laughs> are you looking back and you say what really did I do 
you know, with my life. Mm. And I think it makes a difference if you could say, I help some people along the way. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's that's really at the core of what your mission is. And you I, that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you are echoing what uh, David Bach told us. So he was one of the um, folks that we recently interviewed for Money Smart Week. So nine-time best-selling, New York Times best-selling author, David Bach. And if you've heard of the latte factor, whenever somebody says, oh, you know, you shouldn't be having that latte every day. <laughs> Think about how much money that's costing you. Mm, that's point. where that came from. Mm-hmm. And so David's key message in his new book that uh, we talked to him about on our um, The Big Success Show podcast was about the fact that, you know, life is about making sure that you enjoy it. I mean, look, if that latte brings you joy, get the latte. Right, right. It wasn't the, that Absolutely. Was, you know, my daughter says, life's short, buy the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and his point was, and, you know, like, and how we word it is just enjoy life now and later. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, all financial decisions are kind of a now or later decision. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily saying we should, you, you shouldn't spend the money. We're just saying maybe we shouldn't spend it now or mm-hmm. maybe we should. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the points he made was the financial services industry he feels, which he's part of. He said, I feel like we've done a disservice to consumers because we're so focused on retirement. Mm-hmm. And we do need to live our lives along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. That's what we're all about. It's helping you live life better now but also helping you plan for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, who's the guy that, uh, what's, I always forget his name, but uh, he, uh, one of the richest men in the world and he owns Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, yes. yeah, he was talking about, um, to young people about their careers and some of them were of the ilk that they should, uh, you know, just grin and bear it on, on some of these jobs, working for accounting firms or this, that, and the other, so they could build the perfect resume, mm-hmm. even though they hated being there, right. you know, it would set them up for something, you know, and he told them, he said, well, you know, that's a little bit like saving sex for old age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it uh-huh. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And he told them, just go after your bliss, get yeah. in there and do the things you want to do now. Absolutely. And you'll be much happier later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and along those lines, I will tell you, Alex, I think, so the, the part we haven't talked about yet, there's now, there's later, and then there's legacy, right? There, we say yeah, forever. Yeah, I like that. And part of, forever, mm-hmm. part of forever for us goes beyond just here on this earth. That's a whole other discussion. Right. But, but part of it is just leaving a legacy. And a lot of the idea for what we're doing actually came from one of our coaching clients. And, and one of the comments she made was we we're kind of talking about her why and what, you know, what's driving her because she doesn't want to sell yet. She wants to keep going. And even though she's built an amazing firm and she's getting offers all the time from big companies cool. saying, hey, we'd like to buy you out. Even even in spite of all that, she's like, I just want to keep going because if I make a little more money, I can do more good. And it's like that's that's exactly where our phrase for you know mm, doing more cool. good came I from. Like that. Is like just the fact that as we grow older and as we are more successful, hopefully we have more money with which we can do more good for not just ourselves and our families, but also the world. Right. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, uh, my daughter lives in Africa. Anybody who lives mm. in this, listens to this show knows, you know, because I mention it every now and then, mm. because I've been there. I've mm-hmm. been there four or five times now. And uh, you take great photos yes. and videos <laughs> on your visits. <laughs> yeah, like the time we were on safari and we lost our tire out in the middle of the freaking uh, Akakari Park. <laughs> that was crazy. But um, I just have seen things and experience things that let me know in a visceral way in my gut how blessed we are here. Yeah. And so when I come back and I hear you say things like, you know, we really have abundance. Mm -hmm. We just don't see it. 
I see it. Yeah. You know, when I come home and I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, even the moderately well-off people here or even like the poor people here are better off than like billions of people mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. And sometimes I, I, uh, I think that it's a question of, um, I don't want to say attitude, but, but gratitude Yes. So that if we are grateful for what we have, then we are wealthy. And if we are uh, not, you know, it doesn't matter what you give somebody. um, If they're not grateful, they're they're always going to feel lack. Yes, Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. Oh, my gosh, that's. But, you know, you see that in a visceral way when you just get outside of this country. Well, and. You know, we, we hear a lot of talk in our country about the top 1%, you know, the 1% this, the 1% that. Well, the reality is if you if your family, if your household income is 50000 or more, you are the 1%. <laughs> and I think that's something we need to realize. As you said, Alex, unless you've traveled, traveled internationally, I suppose there's few areas in our country where you see it too, but really see it in other countries when you, know, you got people working for a dollar a day or something like that. Yeah. Um, it is true poverty, and it's just so sad. And, you know, hopefully there's solutions to this. That's, well, that's what well, we want to help and, with. And that's why I loved uh, mentioning my daughter because they're, they're building health clinics over there. And uh, we've made contributions to help with that. And mm-hmm. I think the, the Americans are really generous mm-hmm. uh, and, and doing things like that. We mentioned uh, Buffett. Uh, I mean, he gave yeah. all of his money, yeah. all of it, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of maybe a couple of billion dollars. Yeah. But I'm talking about multi, multi, yeah. tens of billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. To uh, to Bill Gates, who yeah. took all of his money, mm-hmm. and and they are trying to solve issues with their foundation of uh, disease in Africa and mm-hmm. other places in the world, and um, you know you go back in the estates uh, to somebody like Carnegie uh, and mm-hmm. others uh, who uh, there's this tremendous legacy. Yeah of people who spent a lifetime building fortunes mm-hmm. and then they spend the second half of their lifetime giving them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how I've seen uh, just the average people in our country are very generous yep. uh, and giving. And this is something that I I don't want to say doesn't exist in other countries, but you don't see the Russian billionaires giving all their money away right. to build libraries mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and... Um, you know, I just, you know, there's there's a legacy here, and I think that we, as a people, do try to help the rest of the world. And right. I mean, sure. And make it, making the world a better place, even if it is in just your little corner of the world. Right. You know, mm-hmm. every right. little bit helps. Right. And I would hasten to add that I think sometimes we look at the mega billionaires and say, well, of course they can do more good. But the reality is we can all do more good too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think another thing to just realize is this, I'm thinking about this because it's the last day of class today. Okay, last day of class today. And uh, business is a social science. And people have forgotten about that, 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 that business is all about serving people. And by serving people, by creating value for others, we create value for, our, for ourselves. And also the reality is that until somebody sells something for more than their cost, wealth is not created. So all we can do is just distribute the little pie around 
But if we actually focus on our businesses, we can do more good by focusing on making a profit. Profit's not a four-letter word. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It actually is a five-letter word. It is, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how can people get engaged? How can they learn more about big success? We've got just a a little, uh, a few seconds here left, and I want to make sure people can connect. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Just go to Big Success. That's big with two Gs, success.com. That's where you can find our blog. You can subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We're in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, any of the places, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find us. Cool. Um, and cool. Uh, and please tell us how you're doing more good. We just we love hearing your stories. They're so inspiring. Fantastic. We have been talking with George Kruger and Mary Lynn Foster of Big Success. Hope you'll come back again. Absolutely, soon. Alex. Thank Thanks you for very having much. Us. Thanks for all the good you're doing. And thank you for listening each week.